Hello and welcome to Cracking Open a Cold Case and Other True Crimes. Thank you for listening. I am Caitlin. I'm Sugar. And tonight we have a cold ash case. A cold case for you guys. It's pretty effing cold. It's been cold for a number of years. That's true. But before we get into that, Sugar, what's in your cold one? You're so enthusiastic this episode, girl. I've got a diet uh, lime ricky. Nice. What are you drinking, bitch? <laughs> I have a diet coke with lemon. It's a perfect amount of sour and sweet. <laughs> Sponsored. Just kidding. Um, hashtag Sonic. Yeah, we did go to Sonic. So any anyway. Uh, is there any details you would like to tell the listeners? Um, about your life, not just like well, in. Well, I mean, a highlight of this week was I went to the jazz game and got unlimited Diet Coke. So you saw Ru- Ricky Rubio? Yeah, I did. Did he look fly? Yeah, he looks like Jack from This Is Us. So Milo Bill. Okay, did you say Milo? Milo, I meant. <laughs> did you say Meatloaf? Like the meat guy who sings, love. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Yeah. Meatloaf Ventimiglia? Yeah. Um, He does. Oh, I didn't realize that. I just think Ricky Rubio's hot. Well, also, that one ginger guy's really hot. Um, The Australian? No. I mean, he's okay. Joe Ingalls is like a father to me. What's his name? His name's Nate something. A redhead? Yeah. I don't know. Nate Walters. Let me see. I mean, okay, that picture's not good, so don't judge on that. I mean, he didn't really, he didn't play, so he's irrelevant, because I didn't see him play. Uh, do you even know how basketball works, though? I saw Alonzo Ball. Wow. I wish I would have seen his dad, LeVar. I wish you would have seen LeVar Burton. Well, duh. Um, he's not looking... These pics aren't... It's like when you go to show someone you think is cute and then I mean, they, like, don't look that good in the pictures. I've seen worse, so... Okay, yeah. Like, especially for a ginger, he's good looking, am I right? Um, he's no Quinn Snyder. No, but... Quinn's, like, my favorite coke kid in, on Earth. I love how he was a former coke head. Maybe he still is. I love how we're, we all love him, even though he's coke... He's got a Coke personality. Well, Utah's, Utahns love Coke. They don't care if it's diet or if it's powdered. Oh! That was so good. Thanks. Thanks. I'm on a roll. Yeah, you are. You're like a dad. A Rick Roll dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like a dad who just did a Rick Roll and it's just right in that high. Ooh. Yeah. The high of the liquid Coke. Diet no. Coke. No, I'm saying the high of getting your friend so hard with a Rickroll. I know, but I'm also saying... Okay, so you're making a dad joke on a Rickroll dad joke. Yes. Yes. Pervert. Okay, anyway. Um, okay. I'm trying to think if I have any, uh, highlights. Yeah, what were your highlights? Just... Or is the only highlight the makeup that you wear? Oh! Oh! (laughs) Um, I'm in a group DM with... Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. Oh! 
Um, I don't think he notices that I'm in there or thinks I'm cool, <laughs> but I'm very excited about it. And I don't even know how it happened, but that's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Is it because you're Twitter famous? I'm not Twitter famous by anyone's standards, but yours and my mom's probably. Well, uh, name two people that whose opinions matter more. Um, Barack Obama and Quinn Snyder's. Okay, well, in the Ogden area. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Good point. Wow, you're really jazzed up for this one. I'm always jazzed up for murder. <laughs> you're really spice spicing it up for this a one. Murder. Caitlin's like a haunted butler for this one. <laughs> I'm dressed as one. Happy Halloween. The day after. <laughs> so, Caitlin. Yes, sugar. What cold case are we cracking open tonight? Our cold case is the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. Murder. What's murder. the police code for murder? Is it like 813 or something? I don't know. Caitlin. What kind of murder expert are you? I'm only... I don't know the police. You don't know them? No. 187. 187. So it is the Oklahoma Girl Scout 187. Caitlin's dog just scratched my foot. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It was... I was asking for it, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're doing the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. It happened in 1977 in what state? Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. There's a musical I don't called know Oklahoma. That's all I know. I swear Caitlin's not on drugs. I'm really not. Anyway. I'm just on caffeine. True. So. And endorphins. This is like, this story is like the most uh, nightmarish situation. Yep, it really is. That we've not that anything we've done a story on has ever been like happy, but this yeah. one's pretty extreme. So some trigger warning, I guess. This podcast is about murder, children. As yeah, mur children getting um getting murdered and sexually assaulted. Yeah. Yeah, so don't listen. If you're under the age of 18, how did you get here, first of all? If uh, you're over the age of 18, how did you get here? Please leave us a comment, because <laughs> I would like to know how you heard about us. That was a really good uh, way to ask that, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thriving. Yeah, you are. 30 flirty and thriving over here. I'm not 30. Okay, anyway, so... Let's see. Let's start from the very beginning in April of 1977. So, this is the actual story we're going to tell you took place in June, but so in April, two months before, um, a training session was held at this camp called Camp Scott. The weekend ended prematurely when a counselor's cabin was ransacked and a disturbing note was discovered in an empty box of donuts. And on this note, it said, we are on a mission to kill three girls in one tent. Um, and so, they, someone also created an effigy of a man, which they hanged from a tree by its neck. Well, oh. well, both the effigy and the note were strange and upsetting. The letter also mentioned Martians. So, it was kind of all discredited. Because, I mean, 
Martians doesn't seem like that serious. I mean, the whole thing's upsetting, but they kind of dismissed it as a prank. Yeah. I mean, it was in the 70s. Things like this didn't really happen. So they didn't really take it seriously. Oh, in case you're wondering what an effigy is, it's a sculpture or model of a person. So, like, a little... Ooh. It doesn't say what it was made out of, but just imagine a something funky as shit was out in the woods for them. And so they were just like, haha, this is scary, but I guess it's probably just a prank. It's fine. No one needs to panic, but... Yeah, so... Okay, this is Camp Scott in, let's see, Mays County, Oklahoma. Have you ever been to Oklahoma? I have not. Have you? No. It's not really on my to-do list. No. I couldn't... I probably couldn't even point out Oklahoma on a map. You could. It's the panhandle state. Don't tell me that. I don't want to know. Well, now you do. Today I was thinking about how I probably couldn't point out Tennessee on a map. You have family that lives there. I know, but that doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. I don't. <laughs> I've never visited them there. For one of my classes in college, we had to name all the states. Like, we had a state quiz every week. Well, wow, that sounds like a really advanced ass class. But you had to memorize the state. Well, now I know the state, so in college. I could point out Tennessee. Well, good. <laughs> I guess that's a useful skill. It is. Sorry for making fun of your college level class. That's fine. Whatever. You're I, dead to me. I just anticipate that um, professors will ask for like extremely hard tasks and not for memorizing right, the, states. the states it was very strange not entirely sure why i had to do it but i did it here i am she's been made a better person so anyway on to this story that will haunt you i remember the first time i heard it i was like oh my gosh becky so june 13 1977 camp scott this cute ass little um, camp in Oklahoma, as we have said 400 times. So, Lori Lee Farmer, age 8, Michelle Heather Goose, Goose, yeah. G-U-S-E. Yeah, or Geis. There's Okay, Geis is a bit of a stretch. Okay, well. With all due respect. Anyways, yeah. she was 9. And then Doris Denise Milner, age 10. They arrived for... Girl Scout camp at Camp Scott in Mays County, Oklahoma. So imagine like the parent trap with starring Lindsay Lohan and yep. Lindsay Lohan, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so they just met for the first time that day, and later that evening, around 6 o'clock p.m., the girls um, sought shelter in tent number eight because there was a thunderstorm. <coughs> okay, so like I, okay, so I said. It was like the parent trap. I should have used the original one as the example, first of all. Yeah. I'm really having a lot of regrets instantly. Well, but they <laughs> they stayed in a little camp area. These ones, these girls in Camp Scott were staying in tents. Yes. So it was less uh, rich. They weren't a ritzy. Yeah. They were just... So anyway, they go to their camp they go to their tent at 7 p.m. before the thunderstorm hit. Um, okay, so those three, they were all three residents of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, a suburb of Tulsa, which is okay. like a big, a prominent city. I don't even know if it's the 
capital. So I don't no. give a shit about Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is the capital. I'm sorry. Sugar. I just said really uh, with, that it, I don't care about Oklahoma. Okay. So they were sharing tent number eight in the camp's Kiowa unit. And the tent number eight was the furthest tent away from, like, the central of the, the camp. camp. counselor's right. tent. Uh, would anyone, would, have you ever been to camp? I've been to girls' camp. I did, I went there when I was, like, 13, and I hated it, so I yeah. never went again. So I went to girls' camp, but I've never been to, like, a Girl Scout camp or anything. Um, it's a little bit weird. Lots of singing. Lots of songs. Little games. Some skits. You know what? I remember Crafts. When, lots of crafts. I'm going to cut you off right there, bitch. No, I'm just Ooh. kidding. <laughs> no, but I remember at ours, I can I could probably take you to the exact campsite because it's right on the way to Kazi Dam. Oh, okay. Uh, but, Was it Camp Atoka? Yeah. Oh, that's a lame place to go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I remember we... Just calling out. We put up our tent, like we cleaned it up, and there was like this weird like little cross thing buried in the ground with like rocks around it. It was kind of spooky. That's haunted. It probably freaking was. I went to Camp Atoka for a girls' camp type thing, Laura Legacy, and one of the girls played her bagpipes, and so every morning she would wake up, wake up the whole camp by playing bagpipes because she had to practice every day. <laughs> that sounds. It was awful. Sweet at like five thirty in the morning. Oh, yikes. Okay, so anyway. So, later that morning, around 6 a.m., a camp counselor was on her way to the shower and found a girl's body in her sleeping bag in the forest. Ooh, stay out of that forest. And so, what what was discovered, Caitlin? The lifeless bodies of Lori Lee Farmer, Michelle Heather Goose, and Doris Denise Milner. They had, their bodies had been left on a trail leading to the showers which was about 150 yards from their tent. Which is awful. Subsequent testing showed that they had been... Oh, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to tell you what the subsequent testing said because we're going to build up to it. I'm not going to jump the gun. Go for it. So the night before, one of the camp counselors, I guess, had heard some muffled, weird scream noises at around 3 a.m. So she got up to look and she flashed her flashlight over in the direction of that, um, and the noise stopped. Yeah, um, a couple other people had heard moaning sounds coming from the direction of tent number eight, and another camper had heard a scream followed by someone crying saying, Mama, Mama. Oh yeah, okay, sorry, the point, the part that I was talking about was at three, but the, at one thirty a.m., that a bunch of people heard moaning coming from the direction of the murdered girls' sleeping quarters. Yeah. So, one thirty sounds were heard, and then at 3, the counselor went to check it and, um... Heard the mama mama. Yeah. So... And then she didn't know what to do, so she just went back to sleep. Yeah. I, we were watching a YouTube video about it, and one of the girls who heard the mama mama said that one of the murdered girls suffered from nightmares so that sometimes she would wake up saying things like that so she just kind of brushed it off thinking oh. it was one of it was a nightmare but multiple people heard some noises um a camp counselor said the noise kind of sounded guttural like a bullfrog 
type noise. It was really strange. Yeah, just like, here's what's amazing is I was like a big scaredy cat when I was a teen. So if I heard that and Mama Mama and all these weird noises, I would like not sleep through the night. I'd just be like sitting there awake like, yeah. Ah. But yeah, they just went to sleep. Um, I was just, I like to just prove that I was a huge baby. It's fine. time after time. Time after time. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so there were the two, Doris was the one that was dragged out into the forest, right? Yes. Doris. My girl Doris. So it has been exactly 40 years also as a sidebar. In case you didn't know how to do math. <laughs> We're looking at like lists on it. Um, so Doris was the one that was dragged out to the woods. What were the other two's names? I forgot them already. Um, Lori and Michelle. Lori and Michelle were not. Doris was uh, anally and vaginally molested <sighs> so that's freaking this this is like the stuff of nightmares also so they they contacted the families that morning and they told Michelle's family that there had been an accident but the parents didn't know anything that had happened till they saw on the news yeah which is weird you would think that the camp and the police would notify the families before they would notify the press yeah, I would. That would be horrible to have to find that out from the press. But I guess, I guess here we are. They had so they had show. They were all raped, bludgeoned, and strangled. And I just know that Doris was dragged out to the the like Forest. I've said about four times. Um, yeah. So all the girls were sexually assaulted. I think you just said that. Hell yeah, I did. And they badly beaten. Um, they have a bunch of... Let's see. So the camp was shut down right after that. And it had been open since 1928. In case you were wondering. And it's still closed. Even though the site is frequently visited by ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts. Because obviously there was a huge murder. So yeah. I, if I were like a ghost hunter, which I would love to be... Uh, we should do with our life. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna make a shocking admission. Sometimes I'm not sure if ghosts are real. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> do I even know you? <laughs> Coming out of the closet as a doubter of ghosts. Whoa. Whoa. Does Zach Baggins know? Uh, I hope I hope he doesn't hear this one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I'm just saying. I would be, even if I didn't believe there were any ghosts around, I'd still be creeped out to be staying, hanging around in an area where three girls were raped oh, and yeah. murdered. And that's unsolved. Yeah. Well, not that anything would happen. It's just kind of a creepy thought. Yeah. So, Scouts sold the camp, and then the new owner hasn't done anything with the property. So, they didn't have any leads on this, but yeah. they do have one main suspect. Um, what's his name? Gene Leroy Hart. Yeah, so he, there's, he's probably the number one suspect in the whole deal. Yeah, because when these three girls were murdered, he was an escaped convict. Um, he had been convicted of kidnapping two pregnant women and raping one of them. 
also oh sodomizing them but um also like the day before they had seen two men walking around the camp but they just assumed it was somebody lost so they didn't really think anything of it yeah this camp was not very well trained on stranger danger or threats or taking things seriously okay well in the 70s you didn't like anticipate getting murdered like nowadays we have to be like might get murdered today you know at least I th- I think that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so this heart guy was a real freak ass. And his family, he... So one of the deal... I can't talk today. So there were semen on them. Yes. Like in... In them. Yes. And the his family, the heart's family, like, uh, adamantly denies that it was him... And it's because he had a vasectomy, so they were like, the semen can't be his. But can't you still ejaculate if you have a... Yeah, yeah, you just wouldn't have sperm, right? This is like a super gross, like, I just said ejaculate, mm, but... I'm... this Not that we're... We're actually vasectomy doctors. I think you can still ejaculate, it just wouldn't have sperm. But then I read something that his... A couple years later, they found out that his vasectomy wasn't successful. Oh, frick! So. That's a whole other problem, am I right? Yeah, so there you go. Um, also, there was DNA taken. There were, like, three fingerprints on them total. Yeah. But DNA fingerprint testing and stuff was not substantial in the 70s. Yeah, and they think that maybe even a woman may have been involved with the killings because on a pillowcase they found a partial female DNA profile. They determined that this DNA didn't come from two of the murder victims, but they were unable to conclusively exclude the third girl. Uh, It's possible it came from a woman who may have been present at the time of the killings. And one of the victim's mothers said, I've always felt in my gut that there was a girl present. Whoa, that's a weird... So, yeah. So that's just another thing. But that Gene Leroy Hart is definitely the main suspect. He was arrested on April 6, 1978, and he was tried for the murders. But a jury found him not guilty. Hmm. Yeah. So. He... There was, like... the There were footprints found in the tents, uh-huh. but they were too small for him, but I guess that they probably could have uh, belonged to the, the woman. woman. But they were like military boots. Or yeah. something weird. But yeah, it could be a woman that did that. Um, they also, another theory said that there are four men who were responsible for the murders. In 1989, a reverend contacted the authorities to say he thought four men were responsible. Um, He said that he provided law enforcement with the names of two of the people he said killed the girls. They were unable to link the men to the murders, though. That's this. I'm just thinking about um, how creepy it is that this they had that donut box thing. Yeah, that's like 20 times scarier. And that someone would have thought about this for two months. Yeah, and that this was their plan. Going back to that reverend, um, that reverend, his name is Gerald Manley. He said he went to Camp Scott with four men whom he, whom he claimed needed his Christian influence. 
and he saw the dead body of one of the girls in two sleeping bags that appeared to contain the corpses of the other girls. Um, police have been able to been unable to corroborate his story, but he passed a lie detector test and provided the same account while under hypnosis. Ooh. So something interesting is that counsel that found Hart uh, not guilty of the crime. I found an, an article from 1985 that says the parents are, were shocked that they didn't find him guilty because the local law enforcement were like, he's a thousand percent guilty. Um, then the, so later, two of the families of the girls sued the council and its insurer for five million dollars for negligence. There you go. The civil trial included discussion of the threatening note and the fact that tent number eight was 86 yards from the counselor's tent. So, like, super far. Yeah. <laughs> In stupid people tents. Super, super far. Okay, so then the jurors voted in favor of Magic Empire. So, the family didn't get the money. Did not get $5 million. In a 9-3 to three vote. That's weird. Yeah. By the time, by this time, Hart was already dead. Yeah, he did, died in 79. Yeah. So, oh, wait, did you already say that? Oh, no, okay. I should remember reading that. Sorry, I'm senile. Okay, so Hart was already dead. He was a convicted ra- rapist and jail escapee, and he had 305 years of his 308-year sentence left to serve in Dang. the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Um, yeah, so he died in 1979 when he was exercising and had an heart attack. That's why you don't exercise. Dang. And then, late, so in 2008, they had new DNA testing on the... DNA? Yeah, so they tried testing it, but then the results were inconclusive because the samples were too old. You know? Yeah. You know how it goes? Anyway... Yeah, so this is pretty much just uh, a creepy, horrible nightmare. Well, it's just scary because how many times have we, like at girls camp, or just camping in general, and you've been by yourself, and these girls were so little, and they've had this happen, and people didn't realize what was going on, and how it's never been solved, and so it's like it could could have been anyone. Well, well I guess... Okay. Yeah, and it's just like, why... I don't understand why someone would want to kill a child. I don't know. There's a lot of weirdos in this world, little Caitlin. It's just awful, because those poor girls were 8, 9, and 10. Like, they were babies, and they died going to Girl Scout camps, something that they probably looked forward to, something that they had probably done in the past, and... I don't know, I just think a lot of things in this case weren't handled the best. Like, I think it's weird that the parents weren't told about it. They found out that on is the news. Um, how there's, like, some partial DNA, but some not. How they can't figure out exactly. Oh, oh, we forgot to, did we do this part where there was stuff found in a cave? No. There was a cave about three miles from Camp Scott, so ten days after this incident happened. Um, it had a bunch of stuff that Hart had developed, photographs that he developed. I don't know why I said stuff. 
So they also found a roll of tape and a pair of sunglasses in a Ooh. vinyl case that had been taken from a counselor at Camp Scott. Really? Yeah. So also, law enforcement recovered pages from a Tulsa newspaper, a section of which was discovered inside a flashlight that was found near the lifeless body of three young girls, of the three young girls. So, so he had that newspaper, but then put part of it in the case. The flashlight and then left it over there so i think that he probably did it with help of other people yeah but then i don't know how big was he i mean but i don't think he would be that big because these girls weren't they were eight and nine and ten they were little fair you know i don't think you have to be a giant of a man any of you is convicted of raping other people it would make sense it's another sexual crime yeah, I guess, I don't know why he would go through and kill them and not the pregnant ladies. Maybe he was, like, taking mercy on their unborn babies. But then he would, I don't know. Who knows? I think with stuff like that, you'll just never understand why. Bitch. Just kidding. Okay, so, according to one of the mothers of the victims, one of the reasons Hart was not found guilty of the murders was because he was a former high school football star. Ooh. And he was a Cherokee. Not trying to, like, uh, ruffle any feathers. That's just... I'm just saying... Yeah, yeah. That was according to Betty Milner, Denise Milner's mother. And then after he was acquitted, people cheered and rejoiced. That's weird, right? That's really weird. I love our commentary that we're just like, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't understand... I don't know. There's a lot of evidence pointing to him. I don't know. I just... Well, we can be sure he's pretty weird. Well, we already know he was convicted of the raping the pregnant ladies. Yeah, that's why he had a 305-year sentence, or 308 years, or whatever. So, if he did do it, at least he would spend some time in jail. But it's just the families aren't getting closure. The families don't have answers. Yeah, that's 20 times creepier that he... Um... That no one was ever, like, officially convicted. Yeah. But I guess it's... That would scare, be even scary if they had never found, like, anyone for suspicion, at least. Yeah, but it's just still... It's just awful. That... I mean, I know, it's just scary. I just feel like, even when I'm watching, like, scary movies or something, and, like, you don't know who's doing this creepy yeah. stuff, I feel like that's so much scarier than when you actually find out and you're like, oh. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, like... It just gets way less scarier without the mystery. So yeah, the fact that this fair. is around it is like, ugh. But yeah, it's a very. This is straight up nightmares. It's awful. Yeah. So, the sample had been too degraded by for it to be useful in two thousand eight. Um, the DNA. Yeah. So my official statement is that Hart was part of it, and then other people helped him. Yeah. And that. The cave thing adds another creepy. Yeah. I don't know. There's just too much yeah, stuff. there's just too many. I mean, obviously, we're not investigators. We don't know, but I would agree with that statement. We're investigators on a Mary-Kate and Ashley level. Yeah. We're not as remember cheeky. When, remember when they solved all those crimes and they were wearing those matching uh, trench coats? Yes. Love, the, love those fashion plates. We're wearing trench coats as well. Yeah. 
We're always wearing... We're always both wearing trench coats with fedoras. We're always dressed to the nines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why we have a podcast and not a video. YouTube. Yeah. Anyways, um, I encourage you to look up the Oklahoma Girl Scout Murders if you want some more information. I think we covered it pretty well, though. We're flawless. Flawless. Yeah, but look up more stuff on it, because obviously there's always more yeah, info. Yeah, there's always weird theories and... But we gave you the facts. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And also our, our um, subjective opinions. And our witty banter. <laughs> Come we're... for the crime, stay for the banter. That was the best thing I've ever said. It's true. But crack open a cold one for us and send us your true crimes at Cracking Open Pod yeah. on Twitter. Stay beautiful. Bye. Bye. <laughs>